we can only reach a certain point physically before those things need to be addressed. Because that ideal version of ourselves, it doesn't really have tolerance or room for the lower vibrations that we exist in. You're listening to the Octavely Podcast, a coherent vision for the future of business. Hello, and welcome back to the Octavely Podcast with your host, David Kahn. And this week, we'll be talking about a mysterious meeting with a man from the future. <laughs> so... Here I am sitting at a beautiful location in Bali. It's the Villa Akasha, um, created by Sasha Stone, if anybody knows who he is. It's his little hangout spot, and he calls it a New Earth Haven. And uh, here, I'll just kind of show you guys in the video side of things what it looks like, because it's kind of a wild place. Yeah, it's like fully decked out, kind of uh, raton roofing, open air magic happening here. If you listen to the audio, well, I highly encourage you to check out the YouTube video as well. But if not, it doesn't matter. Um, Because, yeah, this is my last week in Bali. I'm actually heading back to Cape Town, South Africa for an undetermined amount of time uh, in the next week. And so, naturally, when one trajectory in life closes and another one opens there's a lot of opportunities and this is usually a time where a lot of stuff begins to kind of open up and so towards this towards this ending I was working on trifecta and that's something that came up very naturally and spontaneously and it really kind of matched a lot of the work I used to do three four five years ago and it seems like life wanted me to bring this back in a much larger way so I listened I started offering these trifecta readings And then out of nowhere, I had to go to Singapore last week just for like a quick visa run, which is a thing here in Bali. And uh, there's a friend of mine who's I've got great, a great deal of respect for. And he lives in Singapore. And he said, hey, all right, let's meet for an hour. I've got an hour. Pretty busy on on that day, but I can meet you quick. So I wasn't thinking much of it. I thought we'd just be catching up. And uh, when when he came and we we met near the airport, uh, he pulls out his laptop, and I'm like, oh, what's going on? And he reminds me that two years ago, I introduced him to astrology. Now, this man is quite influential, and he does a lot of work with groups of people. He runs a very powerful seminar called um, Journey of Humanity. His name's Wilson Pernoto. And Wilson is a man with a heart of gold. I truly, truly admire the guy and have immense amount of respect for him. And uh, yeah, he's just such a humble and such a passionate guy about building the new. And he says, you know, Dave, after you showed me astrology two years ago, something very interesting happened. I met another man who's developed this astrological system based on what's actually in the sky. I stopped. I'm like, oh, like sidereal? He's like, no, true sidereal. So it's actually not just 30 degrees of space for each constellation, but it actually matches if constellations are larger or shorter what they how they show up so it's basically like if we were to look at the sky what it looks like and he explained that the reasoning for this is because the astrology that most people use in the west is based on an image funny enough that image also is the image projected onto each of us so this is a system actually that describes our role in the matrix so i was noticing a lot of the time that astrology would only get me so far and i had to use my intuition the rest in readings. And what he was saying is that he found astrological readings were about 80% accurate with the traditional tropical system and 100% accurate with this system. So it got me, you know, thinking at this point. He says, this actually describes your true spiritual self. 
And I said, wow, that's fascinating. Not only that, but he had gone on, and this is completely independent of me, to then apply this system to human design and the gene keys, which of course is the basis of trifecta. And I knew there's probably other people doing this out there, but not right in my immediate circle of, of colleagues and friends. And so he's been using this, his own form of trifecta in a way, with this true sidereal system. And he says the results are amazing. And so he's actually invited me out to Thailand in a few months to work with, work with him closely on the system. But in the meantime, in that hour, I was able to rapidly understand exactly what he meant. And then afterwards was able to find out how to make these calculations. So now I've got an upgrade for trifecta, you could say. Instead of describing the um, version of us in the matrix trying to break free, this new version allows us to describe us as we always are coming into deeper embodiment, which I think is absolutely beautiful. And so naturally I ran this one on Vanessa and myself. Uh, and it was interesting because like the stuff that was coming up was stuff that was so deep. And, and it was like almost like beyond conscious awareness at times, but it rang true at a very deep fundamental level. And so right now I'm sort of at this very interesting place. This, this friend of mine who happened to within a month of me teaching about astrology went ahead and found these deep recesses of true sidereal astrology, human design, and gene keys, and then used them to create his own version of trifecta, which was happening independent of mine. And then we came together, and he basically illuminated this to me, and I had a giant revelation about this process that I find absolutely fascinating. So for me, in a way, it's sort of like this new form of trifecta, or this new, I should say, upgrade to trifecta. I'm very eager to do, and I'm actually going to be creating a calculator or an app that does all the calculations for us and actually presents the, the, the information because I think still there's not many people working with this system. There are. There is sort of a small group, but it's, it's not done in an easy access, accessible way. So I, I want to make that available for people in the near future. So this is part of what I'm doing. But the other thing that's been coming through lately a lot is the ability to help people really envision their ideal future. And their ideal future is sort of a facet of, you know, where they want to be and what's most nourishing for them. And in addition to that, where their greatest service lies in the world and how they can plug in to actually improve the quality of existence for all. So work on a, a larger scale. So twofold, it's sort of like our own prosperity and well-being and how we can have the greatest positive impact in the world. And I feel like that is deep within our DNA. This is what I've discovered. There is this blueprint or this sort of image of our essential self positively impacting the world, positively serving the great process of evolution. And it gets clouded by all the conditioning, all the other ideas that, that come up along the way. And so I've been working a lot with tuning people back in below the distraction, below all the noise, into that place within, where that future, it's not really a future reality, where that reality just exists. And so instead of identifying with the current reality that they're living, they can begin tapping into this other reality, which is so much more deeply nourishing for them, so much more impactful for the rest of the world. So why wouldn't we be there? 
Well, a lot of the time we don't know that it exists or we think we've got to muscle and hustle and grind to get there. But in truth, we just need to tap into it and we just need to stay rooted in that and sort of let the scenery of the 3D world change because it has to, because we're resetting ourselves at a causal level, at a quantum level. And then we begin to migrate through the various degrees of physical reality. And of course, that is a process of purification. Anything that comes up along the way in that migration effort needs to be addressed by us. So if we've got bad habits, we've got addictions, we've got uh, limiting beliefs or destructive beliefs that we're watering, I mean, we can only reach a certain point physically before those things need to be addressed. Because that ideal version of ourselves, it doesn't really have tolerance or room for the lower vibrations that we exist at. So in order to truly serve this properly, there are things we need to let go. And as G.I. Gurdjieff once said, a, a person will let go of anything except for their suffering. And it's true. Like, the deeper we go, there's a part of us that is so identified with our core wounding that we often won't let it go until we're much older because when we're younger, we, we believe that this is us or we believe that we need this or it serves us in some way. And it's not until we, we hit that point of this thing is so destructive and this pattern keeps emerging on so many different occasions that this is going to lead me to ruin if I keep progressing in this or it's going to prevent me from doing what I'm here to do. So that's often why people really... Uh, hit that deeper layer of their core wounding. And in astrology, this is usually signified by the Chiron returns, which usually happens between the age of 50 and 52. So I'm not talking about, you know, us being a spring chicken here. And I'm, you know, I'm 39. So for me, I haven't even gotten close to that. But I'm aware of these things. And I'm sure I'll have to address my own core wounding again and again. And the funny thing is, with this new trifecta upgrade, um, I've actually refined the model myself. And I found a way, so using the true sidereal system, there's three placements in our, um, you could say, human design gene keen astrology chart, so the trifecta charts, that tell us about the nature of our core wounding. And this isn't done, this isn't the typical one that you know, we use in tropical astrology. This is the real wounding, the real core wounding. And so what I've come to understand, and this is through my own testing, my own uh, intuitive sort of gut signals on this, and what just rings true. Um, but it is the design Mars, which in Gene Keys is our vocation. It is our personality Chiron and our design Moon. So these three placements are going to be able to give us a high-resolution map of our core wounding of what we're here to deal with this lifetime around. And when we really understand that, and we really contemplate these things and raise the frequency of them, we can get outside of the wound kind of um, determining our lives and being the gatekeeper to our ideal timeline and instead allow us to live the life that we're here to live. So we don't have to wait until our Chiron returns. It's just that's the most likely point in our life for that to happen. I'm just drinking a, a smoothie here. If you've seen on the video, it's this beautiful dragon fruit smoothie. If you're listening to the audio... There's just going to be some awkward pauses as I sip this very nourishing, high-vitality beverage. So, 
It's very interesting because all three lenses, astrology, human designs, and gene keys, they all kind of point to different things regarding our core wounding. Not just, I don't want to stay fixated on wounding. It talks about a lot of things. It talks about our actual purpose, our mission, being on this planet, and for claiming our sense of prosperity. But for me, I've always found that addressing the core wounding is such a powerful um, mechanism for moving forward. You know, in astrology, they say if you adhere to your Saturn and you learn the lessons of Saturn, you know, you'll live a happy life. So, you know, focus on the addressing the weakest aspects as opposed to staying focused on your strengths uh, in a way. Because if you uh, address the weakest aspects, you stop having leaks. If you stop having leaks, you start to contain your energy and direct it in the way that you want to. So in many ways, addressing this aspect of our healing is very, very important. One thing that um, was very interesting about my own that I'll just share is this idea of feeling forgotten. And so oftentimes in my life, I have felt like the forgotten one. I have all this wisdom and knowledge and intuitive it's and I can channel all sorts of stuff. And, you know, uh, if anybody knows me, they'll know Dave is, is, is somebody who can just lickety-split come up with an answer that, that feels right. But I often feel like I'm forgotten. I feel like the world has forgotten me. And that is simply because one of the most important things for me to do is to actually go into silence and retreat and to allow the burden of the samskaras or the images that cause us to uh, continuously recreate the same relationship patterns to slowly dissolve. So what ends up happening is I tend to attract the same uh, people over and over again that don't actually allow me to live out that that deeper purpose and and live out in a more mindful or a more revelatory way on a larger scale. Because I am here with a big message for people. And as you probably noticed, my podcast does pretty good. Actually, I love doing the podcast, but it will expand more. Uh, And especially now that I'm stepping back into my larger message, I'm stepping back into my life's work. I love the business stuff, don't get me wrong. There's a part of me that just absolutely uh, loves enterprising and creating things and sharing them and marketing and all that kind of stuff. I really like it. However, it's not the highest thing that I'm here to do. It's, it's, these are skill set contained within a much larger mission. So the other interesting aspect about this uh, core wound placement is it usually comes up in close relationships. And I mean, I don't really talk about my relationships that often on the podcast. However, I do have to say this year has been particularly challenging uh, in my family life. And, um, you know, there's been some really, really major occurrences that have happened. And and just recently we've sort of been able to mend those and come back together and really move forward. Um, I'm not going to share them fully on the podcast, but I can say that that does ring true massively, that relationships are an extremely important ground for me to dissolve those samskaras. And so... As I go forward and start to create this um, this app where you can just easily kind of like plug into the deepest core wounds of your soul, you know, use it with caution because, I mean, you can get very, very high-resolution information out of this thing. It might take me a couple weeks, maybe even a month to build this, but I'm very, very much looking forward to being able to put this together when the time is right. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating, too, because... Um, 
this approach is, is definitely through the mind, through, through the understanding, whereas the determined Sanskrit is, is jnana. And jnana, I think I was pronouncing it right, J-N-A-N-A. I can never get that one right because J-N is not a thing we use in our language, English. Uh, but anyway, it is uh, basically getting to the essence of something or the heart of something through the mind, right? Because, you know, the devotional path or the karma, karma yoga path is the path through the heart. But those of us that are intellectually wired, uh, we need something that appeals to the mind. Otherwise, the mind doesn't get on board and it throws a temper tantrum. So we need both aspects, but maybe our particular path is one that requires more of an intellectual stimulation uh, and usually leads to illuminated states of revelation, whereas devotional states are more ecstatic and they're more blissful and they're more about the emotional rapture as opposed to sort of mental illumination. So what I'm getting at here, though, is that they arrive at the same place and that whether you choose a path that is more mental in nature and intellectual or you choose a heart-based one, as long as it is the right thing or in the right path with the right intention, you will make it to that core place that you so desire and long for, you know. And even the, the intellectual path, like I said, will address things like core wounding, which requires us to soften into the areas we're constricting, into the areas where we become tense and we haven't allowed life to come in. And so no matter what, we're going to have to address them one way or another. So it will point to the things that the heart has to tend to. It'll also point to the things that the mind has to tend to, the ways that we manage our energy and manage our day as well. But I think that's important to state here, is that we can use whatever path. You know, some people prefer ecstatic dance. Some people prefer, you know, uh, uh, prefer the, 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 the dance of the whirling dervishes. You know, movement can be a very powerful activation. But in our modern world, um, unless we're given the time and space and, and have those, we can have these, these movement spaces with some of us prefer study in solitude, study in quiet. Regardless, it'll get you there. And that place we want to be is not the reality we currently are living, unless we're already there, but we're the, the reality of true service, the reality of I'm here without any other desires. I'm showing up fully and I'm fully present for this. And there is nothing that is moving any of my attention or presence in any other direction aside from the one-pointedness of what I'm here to do. In that place, that ideal self is ecstatic. It's an incredible place to be. So how do we get there? Well, first of all, you gotta find it. Your consciousness can go there pretty quickly. To actually live it emotionally and physically requires a bit of time and it requires a little bit of letting go, as I was talking about earlier. And I feel like what I've been working towards over the last several years, and especially Accelerator over the last few months with Trifecta, is basically carving out the individual path for you to get there. Because there's only so many cosmic places that correlate, cosmic sort of bodies that correlate with our genetics. And that's really what is happening. That is why this whole process works is because different cosmic places, placements at the time of birth are filtering or acting as filtering lenses for primordial sort of frequencies coming out of the center of the galaxy that correlate with a different uh, genetic codon in our DNA. 
And so different aspects of us get activated through different genetic channels. And so that's what makes up our signature. And there's an, almost an infinite number of permutations with this. So, um, you know, if, if I did the math, I would say it's probably in the trillions. So that's where our uniqueness comes into, into the mix with the whole thing. Anyway, uh, if you're listening to this right now and you're somewhat intrigued, um, I don't have this calculator built yet, but I, I have kind of envisioned it. It's been coming through. Um, but I do encourage you to uh, reach out to me. And so I'm going to have a link below if you wanted to book a trifecta session or reach out to me to discuss this. I'm also planning something super cool. It's going to be three months uh, working with me in an intense container with others. And I'm going to make it very accessible for people. So this isn't some like high ticket coaching program. This is something very different. But this is where I'm going to walk you through the exact ways of tapping into that ideal self and then all the components necessary for actualizing that and actually creating that as a reality. So for you to migrate into your optimal sense of prosperity, for you to shift timelines into that optimal location and the right way to relate with others, that will all be covered in this offering. And um, again, I don't have anything uh, made for that, so I'll just put a link to book a call with me and I can chat to you about that. Um, yeah, sometimes, you know, I make fancy landing pages and stuff like that that explain everything, and other times I don't. Other times I'm just raw and honest and say, look, this is coming through. This is really something I feel strongly about, and I want to share it if you're interested and if it resonates with you, but I don't have all the fancy marketing stuff in place, which is, you know, maybe where I'm at these days. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this short podcast, this little update, and the next time you hear from me, I will be... Um, yeah, likely back in South Africa. Uh, although I do have some podcasts coming out in the next couple of weeks that have uh, that I will be recording at the end of this week, right before I leave. So you might see a familiar studio for one or two, and then you'll see me back in South Africa, giving you some big updates. All right, take care, talk soon, and keep rocking. Mm-hmm.